WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Live on this Monday, September 11th, it is indeed Kale and Company here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning. 855-839-1210, the number on Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210 WPHT. I am at Nick Kale. K-A-Y-A-L, Don Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Daniel Valdez, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers on a day in which we remember and we will never forget 9-11. Don, good morning. How are you? How was the weekend? Good morning. Had a great weekend. How about you? It was great. It was really good. Thank God the Eagles saved it. It would have been really bad. (laughs) Barely saved it. Barely saved it. Barely. But uh, a win's a win. As Andy Reid once said in this city, any win's a good win in the National Football League. we got a lot of good stuff to get to today. We've got First and Second Amendment issues, both on a federal level and a state level. We also have what I think is now starting to become an embarrassing search for one escaped prisoner. And all sorts of other good stuff that transpired over the weekend. Donald Trump in Iowa attending a college football game. Mixed reaction there. And, you know, I'm sure Dawn's going to get to it in the news. So I'll save it for then. But this Cavalcante thing's got to come to a close pretty soon. Yeah, he's really making the uh, (laughs) law enforcement look bad. I mean, at this point, he's just clowning people. He really is. They're like, we have him in this perimeter... There's helicopters above. He's not going to get out of there. Yeah. Oh, by the way, he stole a car right. or a truck, van, whatever it was. Then he ditched that. And he well, ran out of gas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because somebody left the keys. <laughs> it's unbelievable. This is a, such an amazing story yeah, on so many fronts. It really is. It's literally all, everywhere I went over the weekend, it's all anybody was talking about. Me too. Was this story. That's what I was saying on Friday because Thursday when we were at parks, yeah. the bartenders wanted to talk about it. Yeah. So it's an amazing story. So we'll get to all sorts of good stuff as we move along this morning. Nike and Bud Light attacked by a former New York Yankee. We've got more issues in politics with the NFL, with social justice issues. And we've got an update on the Chip Challenge controversy. Oh, boy. Uh, A local publication, Delco Times covering it. So we'll get to that as we continue later this morning. But right now, let's get the news. Round number one, 605, Monday morning. Here is the great Dawn Stenzel. And good morning. We are sponsored by the Bet Parks Pennsylvania Derby at Parks Racing on this foggy morning. 70 degrees right now. I'll tell you about some unsettled weather today and through Wednesday of this week. Of course, this is Monday morning, September 11th. Americans looking back on the legacy of 9-11 gathering uh, many gatherings, many commemorations today at memorials, firehouses, city halls, 
across the country and, of course, across our region as we think about the 22nd anniversary or commemoration, as I say, of the deadliest terror attack on United States soil. Commemoration stretching from the attack sites at New York's World Trade Center as well as the Pentagon and Shanksville, Pennsylvania. And President Joe Biden, by the way, is due at a ceremony on a military base in Alaska in Anchorage today. We also have this escape killer. Alaska, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's going to take a nap first. Well, I, he's got to go to bed first, and then he'll, he'll swing by Alaska. Coming he, back from Vietnam. He couldn't swing over to New York City, New York City or, no. or even hell, Pennsylvania. Yeah, more East Palestine. Okay. He's in Alaska. Alaska. Yeah, you know, big, big voter base out there. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to go see the ice. <laughs> Man. Speaking of ice, mm. we have escaped killer um, still eluding capture since breaking out of that southeastern Pennsylvania prison a week and a half ago, apparently slipping out of that search area and then drastically changing his appearance. So Pennsylvania State Police holding another news conference yesterday saying that this Escaped convicted killer Danello Souza Cavalcante was seen overnight near Phoenixville in northern Chester County. When I say overnight, they were stating this yesterday, so it would have been Saturday into Sunday. But what's notable here is that the place he was spotted and, and captured on another camera was 20 miles northeast of the area that until now has been the focus of the search. Yeah, he was in Phoenixville, right? So, yes, and everybody was saying, oh, no, are they going to close the Phoenixville? Like Greg, everywhere I went yesterday, whether it was Chester County, Montgomery County, Bucks County, everybody's talking about it. But for those in Phoenixville, I have a lot of family there that are saying, oh, great, are we going to close schools? I'm thinking maybe he'll swing by Bluebell and I'll grab him a sandwich for lunch today when he makes his uh, his way past me. So, uh, so the diff- the drastic difference. He looks like he's lost weight. He looks like a child. So he is five feet tall and less than one hundred twenty pounds. And he got a hold of a razor, was able to clean himself up, but now clean shaven. They think he may have even shaved his head. Oh, he's. I mean, but he's wearing a hoodie, so you can't tell. But they're saying he may have a shaved head. He's he's getting help, isn't he? Uh, yes, he well, has to be. He's Absolutely. got. I mean, is he? Somebody's paying attention to social media and tipping them off to. Hey, they think you're here. Why don't you go there? Yeah. Well, for did you know they turned? They were turning off uh, cell towers, so that was another disconcerting thing. I have one girlfriend who said, "My husband's out of town now. We don't have cell service." Yes. Uh, if, what if the guy comes to my house? I mean, I guess if you have Wi-Fi calling, but this is you know. People are growing weary and very critical of it if you live right there. Yeah. And the road closures. Yes. Yeah. There were other cancellations, maybe not school over the weekend, obviously, but there there were other cancellations in the community saying, what's the deal here? This is now, mm-hmm. what, day 12? Well, the reason they have that photo of him where he's where his appearance is different is because he showed up on somebody's ring doorbell. Yeah. yeah. He, Again. he went to like a, like a former colleague or co-worker's house. <laughs> knocked on the door. Luckily, that person wasn't home. Yep. But he's obviously, you know, there's there's somebody helping him. It's right? funny you mentioned a hoodie. I got to read this tweet. I was going to save it for later in the show when we talk about this more. But Jimmy Fallon had the greatest tweet of all time it's yesterday it. morning. He said, authorities are now advising that the escaped Pennsylvania inmate is bald, wearing a hooded sweatshirt, and barely speaks English. Knowing Pennsylvania, if they catch him, they'll make him a senator. <laughs> He fits I retweeted the that. That was so funny. 
It's a sin. Well, he is a, a Brazilian man who is here illegally, speaks Portuguese, Spanish, and some English. Mm. He's 34 years old, escaped from Chester County Prison while awaiting transfer to state prison. This happened back on August 31st after he was sentenced to life for fatally stabbing his ex-girlfriend in 2021. He does have ties to Phoenixville, and his victim has family there as well, and the victim's family has been speaking out. But we're told, uh, Pennsylvania State Police, and there were others who confirmed this, who said that his sister, Cavalcante's sister, was arrested by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, and so she now could face deportation mm. herself. Good. Yeah. Now they're moving into the community of illegals, and perhaps this threat of deportation of her and others will flush out this escaped killer. So that tip line, they're giving it out again, 717-562-2987. There's a $20,000 reward for information that leads to Calvacante's capture. How about Mama, who's uh, who's pleading for his uh, for him to turn himself in? Why don't we deport her, too? Yes. Well, deport the whole family. Ship them all out. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the threat here. Yeah, the mom, they and we said last week, they recorded her and then blasted her yeah. crying and pleading and screaming on drones that were just going through neighborhoods. Yeah. And so that was a little disconcerting, too. Right. So some of the screaming and the pleading sounded a lot like me yesterday when the Eagles blew a 16 nothing lead. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to sports. By the way, Novak Djokovic... Djokovic uh, could not think about number 24 without thinking of his friend Kobe Bryant, who, of course, grew up here and is a, a native of Philadelphia, obviously. So after he won the U.S. Open last night for an historic 24th Grand Slam title, Djokovic put on a blue T-shirt honoring the L.A. Lakers great and Philadelphia area native. Yeah, the best the best part of that story is he won some award for this uh, tennis event sponsored by Moderna. He's not vaccinated. Oh. He's the guy that was banned from competing because he wasn't vaxxed. That's well. The, uh, How about his, that for irony? You're right. Shirt red Mamba forever honoring Kobe Bryant. Philadelphia Eagles coach Nick Sirianni says he regrets not playing QB Jalen Hurts and the offensive starters during the preseason. Maybe they needed more practice. Yeah. Following that sluggish offensive performance in a narrow 25-20 win over the Patriots. But we won. A win is a win. The Eagles! It is. Yes. So we won. I have no idea how that game ended up the way it did. It was 16-0, and I'm like, New England is boring, and this game is over. Yeah. And then kaboom. I know. Yeah, it's... it's, uh... I mean, did they over-prepare for Bill Belichick and the New no, England Patriots? They didn't pre- As Dawn just said, uh, Jalen Hurts didn't... Pre- they, they, don't, they didn't do anything all summer. Mm. Jeez, go figure. If you don't prepare, you won't thrive in your job. All I know Shocking. Is, all I know is that one hit Jalen Hurts took, it could have been very, very, very ugly. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. He goes out after the first game of the season. Yep. I mean... Uh, Time to re-sign Nick Foles. <laughs> 6 one Say stop. It was rainy. It was the first oh, day. They're the rusty. Yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy the Tom Brady eulogy that CBS gave all day long? Uh, he doesn't look well, by the way. He looks very Thin. gaunt. Well, he's yeah. like yeah. you. He doesn't eat meat. He's you know, he's so healthy. I almost think it's bad for him. Well, he yeah. doesn't have Giselle taking care of him anymore. Yeah. Poor Tom. Poor Tom. <laughs> Let's not feel sorry for him. So our home opener Thursday against the Minnesota Vikings, and uh, today Philadelphia Phillies. 
Braves a home game. It's a one oh five game, and um, it's Germantown Academy's junior year. All the junior kids. Not that this is an audience of one, but it's kind of cool. The whole class is going to Phil's game. Your boy throwing out the first pitch? No. No? No. Probably couldn't do any worse than Fauci did a few years ago. <laughs> but that brings us to the NBC10 forecast, which is not a great one because uh, it's kind of some nasty weather through Wednesday, actually, unfortunately, as I say. So we're looking at cooler than last week. The heat wave is done, but the rain is here pretty much through the Eagles' home opener. So it looks to, it looks as if we will have lovely weather for the Eagles' home opener on Thursday. Until then, we will have spots of rain and fog this morning, as well as this spotty rain throughout today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. But we're looking at mid-80s. Like I say, 84 is the high today. So it's going to feel muggy. It's going to be wet. It's going to be warm and not the prettiest weather for sure. Until Thursday, 75 degrees, bright, clear, crisp weather, and clear skies. So it'll feel a little, we'll have a little taste of fall for Thursday. Let's get to our sponsor, which is Bet Parks Pennsylvania Derby at Parks Racing. It's Pennsylvania's biggest day of thoroughbred racing, the Bet Parks Pennsylvania Derby at Parks Parks Racing, and that's Saturday, September 23rd. Gates open 10 in the morning with a lot of free family fun, live music. This is a great event. Just visit PennHorseRacing.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We thank the Bet Parks Pennsylvania Derby at Parks Racing for being our big sponsor this morning. All right, Don, thank you very much. 6.15 as we kick off another week with another Big Take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, the big take this morning, the violation of your rights. In the United States of America, citizens have rights that are protected via the Constitution and its corresponding amendments. These are rights that the government cannot violate. Until now, apparently. On Friday, as we rode off into another weekend, there was a massive bombshell court ruling from the Fifth Circuit, finding that the Biden administration, the FBI, and the CDC all violated the First Amendment rights of millions of Americans by bullying tech companies and censoring free speech during the pandemic. According to that ruling, the White House coerced the platforms by way of intimidating messages and threats of adverse consequences. The Biden administration forced social media companies to remove our posts that were critical of the Biden administration or made the Biden White House look bad. Basically, what happened here in this court decision is the following. Biden v. Missouri has been upheld. The government can no longer censor you, no longer flag your posts, no longer dictate social media policies, and no longer communicate with these companies to censor you, and no longer threaten these companies. The White House says it's evaluating its options. This is a major win for the American people who value the marketplace of ideas. And it's only fitting that on a day in which we are remembering the lives lost on 9-11 and the subsequent fight for our freedoms and all that makes America the great nation it is, that we are now talking about how Democrats are hell-bent on stripping you of your constitutionally protected rights. But that's just the free speech element and the First Amendment. It gets worse. In the state of New Mexico this weekend, residents are having their Second Amendment rights the right to bear arms, stripped away by a lunatic Democratic governor. Michelle Grisham, a Soros-funded governor in New Mexico, has issued a 30-day ban on citizens carrying a firearm legally in her state. 
This weekend, Grisham issued an emergency order suspending the right to carry a gun in public in Albuquerque and the surrounding county for a month. Now, this left-wing nut job is doing this after a string of shootings, including the death of an 11-year-old boy outside a minor league baseball stadium this past week. But I want you to listen and watch her explain her rationale to the media and her community and how nobody is buying the legality of this and how she says it probably won't even work. Take a listen. Yeah. You took but a, your point is valid. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carrying license? With one exception. And that is, if there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. Because what about their constitutional rights? I took an oath to uphold those two. And if we ignore this growing problem without being bold, I've said to every other New Mexican, your rights are subrogated to theirs. And they are not, in my view. Uh, wait a minute. You're talking about crimes. There are already laws against the crimes, so how are their rights? But, but again, if I'm unsafe, who's standing up for that right? If this climate is so out of control, somebody should do something. I'm doing as much as I know to do. Madam yeah. do you really think that criminals are going to hear this message and not carry a gun in Albuquerque on the streets for 30 days? Uh, no. But here's what I do think. It's a pretty resounding message. So I'm going to violate your constitutionally protected rights. And oh, by the way, the practice I'm going to put into play probably won't work anyway. That audio and video courtesy of KOB TV 4 in Albuquerque. But this is what happens when you vote for and elect woke progressive politicians. They want to strip you of your freedoms, your right to free speech, your right to self-defense, protecting yourself and your family from mentally ill people. And if they can't do it under the guise of an emergency for 30 days, much like the lockdowns and shutdowns during COVID, even if temporary, they'll try to do it more and more for even longer. This is all about power. This is all about control. This is all about reshaping America from what it once was to what the global elites want it to be. A nation no different than China or any other communist nation. And how absurd is this snatching of your guns in New Mexico? How crazy is that? In fact... David Hogue, name might ring a bell, the survivor from the high school in which we saw a shooting with a tragic mass school shooting in Parkland, Florida, five years ago, says this is way overboard. Hogue, the left-wing gun control activist, tweeted the following, quote, I support gun safety, but there is no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the United States Constitution. Ted Lieu is a Democrat from California and serves in the U.S. House of Representatives, and he said this on Twitter this weekend, quote, I support gun safety laws. However, this order from the governor of New Mexico violates the U.S. Constitution. No state in the union can suspend the federal constitution. There is no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. 
Apparently, Michelle Grisham is a tyrant who doesn't understand the basic governmental concept of checks and balances. And this is why Republicans need to get the right candidates. This is why the GOP needs to get the messaging right. This is why conservatives need to ballot harvest, use mail-in voting, and do everything that they have refused to do in the past that Democrats utilize to perfection. Because the alternative not only is losing, but it's losing your first and Second Amendment rights, and maybe even more. And that's The Big Take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, Big Take this morning. If you want to jump in, 855-839-1210 is the number. We'll come back, get thoughts and reactions to that. You can also chime in via social media at 1210WPHT on Twitter and Instagram, or, a poor, uh, of course, be a part of the Kale & Company comment community on YouTube just go to youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. For the rest of the hour, we'll take some thoughts on both the First and Second Amendment and also dive deeper into the escapee that was last seen in the Phoenixville area as we continue live on a Monday morning. It's Kale and Company, Nick, Don, and Greg. Talk Radio 1210WPHT. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Short week for the birds. Uh, home opener is Thursday against the Minnesota Vikings. It looks like the opening line for that right now is seven and a half. The Eagles minus seven and a half. The NFL season is here. Now is the time to get an incredible offer from FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers can, can bet five dollars to get two hundred dollars. In bonus bets guarantee. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off the NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. We have to hurry because this offer ends on 9-18-23. I love the FanDuel app. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is so easy to use. And you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Greg right now to get in on this offer. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHT and is the official partner of the NFL. 21 and over, President PA. First online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issue does not withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds, terms, and embargoes apply. $100 off at NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription or news cancel anytime. Welcome back in. Hopefully all of you had a great weekend as we start another work week here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Nick, Dawn, and Greg. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in on the conversation. We'll get back to Danilo Cavalcanti just in about 5 to 10 minutes from now. Kind of take a look at the timeline of how everything has transpired and then have some discussion as to what exactly is going on here and why this has lasted since August 31st. But I, I'm sitting there over the weekend and I'm writing up this big take. Uh, Friday you had the news about Biden v. Missouri and you know your right to free speech when we talk about the First Amendment. I mean, this station, 1210 WPHT, is founded upon your right to free speech. And then on a state level, you have New Mexico stripping away their citizens' right to bear arms, even if you have gone through the proper vetting, the protocol, the paperwork, and the process to possess a firearm. This lunatic governor says, well, you know what? We've had a a spike in shootings and violence in this state, so I'm going to violate your rights 
and say that you can no longer carry a gun for the next 30 days. Uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this, Don and Greg, but I, I was just thinking about this and trying to localize it and think about it from a, a hypothetical standpoint. Could you imagine in Philadelphia if our city elected officials said, you know what, there's been a lot of crime lately, more shootings and murders than Don typically reports at 605 and 705. For the next 30 days, law-abiding citizens in Philadelphia... Even if you have a permit to carry a weapon, you're not allowed to. You think that would fly in this city? You think that would fly in this state? I highly doubt it. Well, they've tried it. They've tried it repeatedly, but it's against the state, the Commonwealth Constitution. I think it's against every level of a constitution. (laughs) So, I mean, it does depend on, I, I think to your point, Nick, it depends on that, the state constitution, how well it's written but pennsylvania's is just more blunt even than the united states constitution Mm -hmm. it just says the right to bear arms right you know what i mean there's nothing about a militia nothing so it's irrefutable so the nice thing and 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 as well what i find interesting is that many in the african-american community in all different neighborhoods no matter what your ethnicity or your income or any of those other factors mm-hmm. people are in philadelphia say no no, no we we have a right if it's a legal right. firearm we're, and we do everything properly we need it more than anybody correct to protect ourselves correct and then you can't protect your family you can't yeah. protect yourself whether you're getting carjacked or you're going into a walmart or with your family to go grocery shopping on a saturday and all of a sudden some nut job shows up and he wants to you know shoot up aisle three and you're not going to be able to protect yourself beyond outrageous and then from the first amendment standpoint uh this fifth circuit court ruling coming down friday as we got ready for the weekend which you know i think we a lot of us realize that you know the biden and we've talked about this in many different capacities the levels to which the biden administration the fbi and the cdc went to silence you and censor you on social media for speaking poorly about the biden white house their administration their policies and anything covid pandemic related it's just outrageous that in this country, when you're granted the First Amendment, that this administration, and this is a democratic thing in general, the, the power-hungry nature of that party right now, almost imposing their own will and forcing upon you a certain way of thinking and eliminating many elements of speech and then trying to justify it. And then the audacity of the White House to release a, a press statement after that ruling was upheld by the Fifth Circuit on Friday saying, we are weighing our options. What options are you weighing? You don't have any options. It's, it's called constitutionally protected free speech. It's the First Amendment. I suggest you read it. I think we all read it at some point in grade school or high school or college or perhaps law school. We're weighing our options. But it just goes to show you the levels to which they went to kind of pressure those social media companies into basically removing any and all criticism of their policies and their administration so just remarkable considering you know we work here at a station that values and grants people their free speech 855-839-1210 all right and now the cavalcanti story we talked about this a little bit with dawn's news at 605 so if you think about it now you go back to august 31st and a couple of um so highlights so to speak over this timeline so we saw last week the video gets released my guy is climbing up the wall backwards at the prison like he's Spider-Man. Hands out in front of him up against the wall, feet out behind him up against the wall. He's completely horizontal from left to right across your radio dial as he works his way up the wall. We then are realizing he is gone 
for 54 minutes before he's accounted for. Basically, on the run for an hour before anybody says, anybody see the Cavalcanti guy? Well, that that story alone has made me rethink, uh, you know, obviously the, the guard has been fired, but they somebody escaped from yeah. uh, his custody or whatever Mm -hmm. a few months ago it makes me think and this is just a speculation on my part but it makes me think that there was something else going on there you have to wonder yeah inquiring minds want to know and then it gets worse he's he's boxed in essentially and i think dawn you reported this on friday correct me if i'm wrong i'm just paraphrasing here he was boxed in to about an eight to ten mile radius and then we find out over the weekend he escapes that eight to ten mile (laughs) perimeter Via a stolen truck, he loses, runs out of gas, ditches the truck. Somewhere along the way, he's gone from, um, you know, hairy and with a beard. He shaves. He's clean shaven. People are saying he lost weight. I don't know. Maybe he took the same thing DeSantis is taking. Uh, and then you end up where we are now, where he gets out to Phoenixville, which is probably only 20, 25 minutes from where I live in the Bluebell Plymouth meeting area. And I'm seeing all these tweets Sunday morning, last seen here, uh, Phoenixville area, pay attention. And you know, if you've listened to this show, you know I have respect and huge admiration for police and law enforcement. And policing and law enforcement is not easy, certainly in this day and age over the last three and a half or four years. But it just looks to me at this point like this is an embarrassing moment for law enforcement, really at every level, whether it's locally, statewide, FBI, you name it. And, you know, I, I don't like to say that, you know, we should have found him. I mean, Eric Frein, the guy up in the Poconos 10 years ago, he was on the run for like five weeks in the, in the woods. So th- these things are not easy. But at this point, and it's still only about two weeks in, it does look like it's a big, it's a big slap in the face to law enforcement right now. Like, how do you allow this guy to break contain? It's like it'd be like yesterday. The Patriots' wide receiver was surrounded by six Eagles defenders, and he got past them all. Yeah. How's that happen? Well, supposedly Longwood Gardens, because it's been there forever, and they have in that area. Think about the Underground Railroad. There are all these underground tunnels. So that's one of the theories that he knew about one of those or found one of those. And that he was able to travel underneath, for example, Longwood Gardens. Maybe the fact that it was closed down helped him because mm-hmm. more people would have seen him. That's a good point. But the dairy farm that he stole, it's Bailey's Dairy right near Longwood Gardens. And everybody in that area knows that farm. It's one of those um, where you get you know, a lot of fresh produce. But they have, the, they have like a little bucket and it's an honor system. Mm-hmm. So you buy the eggs, you buy the peaches. So people were saying he probably has, that's where he's eating. Wow. You know what I mean? Because they leave the, the food out. Well, and at least then... he's eating organic and healthy and, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. the, but the fear is that he stole, that he's looking for another vehicle. Oh. Now, they, they admitted they left the keys in the car. <laughs> Great. Sorry, <laughs> guys. He, he stole the milk truck from the dairy farm because <laughs> the keys were in the ignition. It's like a movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a gas guzzler. I think it was like on E, so he right. didn't get very far. Right. Ran still, out of gas. But still, it's like, well, to that point, I mean, he's he grew up in Brazil. Like, yeah. it, this is... No conditions that we have here in Pennsylvania are going to be worse than he, what he's used to in Brazil. That's he could true. probably last out there for months, maybe years. I, I mean, this is basically a career-hardened criminal. And I was thinking about this last night. You know, I don't, I don't know if this is just where we are with, you know, the ineptitude of governmental employees. I don't know if this is a 
trickle-down effect of the defund the police movement. You know, we always talk about it at a local level in city police departments, but I don't know, from city to state to federal, uh, we, we certainly have talked about how at this, uh, and I think, Dawn, you had reported this, at this prison facility, um, understaffing, or that's just kind of a general theme that we have seen mm-hmm. across the country in the last couple of years because, well, you're underpaid, you're overworked, and you're not appreciated. Why mm-hmm. would you want to work there? And then ultimately, let's let's talk about the big elephant in the room here, and that is, oh, by the way, when you have an open border policy and you have politicians that don't seal off a border and you allow people like this in the country, yeah. and then they get out again, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many, there's so much blame to go around here. Yep. I'm not sure really where to start, but it feels like that's the number one thing way at the top at a yeah. at a federal national level. Yeah, I mean, when he was so they they held the trial and he was convicted. And to your point, well, you know, a lot of a lot of neighbors didn't really think about it because the prison's kind of back there. So first of all, a lot of people think, oh, we thought this was, you know, these were like shoplifters, not shoplifters, but like burglars or somebody nonviolent offenders, right? Nobody knew that they were holding somebody who's a violent, volatile killer who stabbed somebody what more than uh, more than three dozen times. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's concerning. And then as well. After the trial, people said, okay, he's wanted in, in Brazil for a separate murder, at least one other violent crime that we know. Brazil Brazil's prosecutors have been pleading with the U.S., extradite him now. You got your trial. He'll face justice, but take him to, you know, he's, he's there illegally. We want him. We want justice for the victims here in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And no, we, we won't do that. Right. And so what do we do if we catch him? They're gonna. They're no. He's got to stay here with the taxpayers. Well, they've issued the shoot to kill orders. If you see him, you can wipe him out. Yeah, but um, there were reports that. that they had eyes on him at one point. But then the concern was, is, is that really the guy? Yeah. Well, I and there's there's a video. Um, I think it was from Philadelphia Crime Update on Twitter, and they had somebody in a SUV shooting a video driving down the road Mm -hmm. and to the right you see all the police cars the lights lit it's dark you see the tree line along the side of the road and there's a cop car probably every i'll just say every 200 to 300 yards down the road and they show you the perimeter basically of which they thought they had the guy quote boxed in and if that is a uh snapshot of the way it looks around the entire perimeter it just makes you wonder how this guy got through the shrubs and past all of these different law enforcement officials that were posted in so many spots. I don't know what the distance apart is, but I mean, he literally must have slipped through somewhere through like basically a crack because I don't know how he could go unaccounted for with that sort of perimeter with all eyes on deck and I'm, all hands on deck. I'm telling you, this guy grew up in the jungle. Like he, he's. He, but it's a math game, right? He, he like can, it's one against four hundred. He can dig. He can dig. Uh, dig a hole and put stuff over top of him and live in there for six weeks. I, I'm telling you, this guy has nothing to lose. Right. Yeah, but he doesn't I'm, look dirty. That's yeah. just it. And I know who was it that just now the the. The the symbol that's going around somebody photoshopped and he has like that that hoodie on mm-hmm. and it has an e- the Eagles logo yeah just playing with us now right trying to look like Fetterman right but he doesn't look dirty he looks very you know he's wearing like a white or light colored hoodie mm-hmm. he looks very cl- to your point Greg he should look scuffed up but yeah. he looks like he just showered and shaved right and he looks really clean and that's I mean clearly to me he's had help yeah. 
He looks better than I do today. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's it's a very good point for somebody who's lived in uh, you know outside or wherever in the woods for what. 12 days now? Yeah. Been, yeah, he is very clean. I mean, it reminds me of Eric Frein from the Poconos 10 years ago, where at least we knew... Now, I know this guy's a hardened criminal and everything, but the Frein guy up in the Poconos was a self, um, self-described self uh, survivalist. Like, he, he knew how to stay on the run and live off the land and do all this other stuff. That's for, this guy. Yeah, I guess so. It, it is. Yeah. And, like, what could be worse than what he had... He has to go back to. It's either going back to jail or death. Oh, I understand the desperation. Element. So he's, yeah. he has nothing to lose. Desperation equals dangerous. Well, I I don't know. If, I don't think we reported this yesterday. As so, some of the moms over the weekend were saying that the, there's a concern because he looks like a child. Mm-hmm. He's. I have a a ten year old relative who's almost. She's tall, so she's almost five feet tall. And I said to her, "Honey, he's almost as tall as you," because all the kids are talking about it. So they have armed guards around some of the school buses, yeah, because they're they're concerned that he's going to try to do something crazy like get on a school bus or pretend he's because he looks from a distance like a child with a hoodie, baggy jeans, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Right. Uh, Daniel on the YouTube chat writes: thirty federal thirty federal agents at the Wawa on Route seven twenty four at three thirty on Sunday. They have no problem tracking down the January six folks. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, I, and that and that's another piece of this. That he, on the one, when he showed up on the one doorbell cam, they knew for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Then they finally put him through facial recognition. Yeah. And then realized it was him, but he changed his appearance. And I loved over the weekend, the people brought up, look at all the federal resources that have gone toward identifying folks who have never previously been violent offenders, et cetera, but hunting down people who attended the January 6th rally. And by the way, these, these searches are expensive. And they're your tax dollars. Mm-hmm. The Eric Fryn well man, uh, the Eric Fryn manhunt cost twelve million dollars. Now we're not at that point yet because we're only about uh, a third of the way uh, as far as the time span of the search. But it's remarkable. I mean, at this point, I'm wondering what happens first: we find Cavalcante or the Eagles play the Vikings on Thursday. <laughs> do you, I, in all seriousness, do you guys think they're going to find him? Yes, yes. Okay. Your time and luck will always run out. Now I don't think he'll be killed. I think he'll be taken alive. But I do think that they will eventually catch him. I think, in truth, now that ICE is involved, because Pennsylvania, you know, I know Philadelphia is a sanctuary city, but essentially Pennsylvania, for the most part, especially with Governor Shapiro, you know, as the governor, there, this is a sanctuary. This is like New Jersey. This is a sanctuary kind of state or commonwealth. The fact that ICE is has now moved in, and they're questioning folks in the community and the illegals. Now the pressure is on mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, you're not going to, you're not going to cooperate. You're, you're facing deportation. The fact that they arrested his sister, who they believe helped, is significant because now what they're saying is this is serious and all of you, we're going to, we're going to, you're going to get deported. You yeah. want to go back? Yep. And so that threat, in my humble opinion, it's a tough stance yeah. and probably goes against. It'll be interesting to see how, for example, Governor Shapiro or yeah. any of the Democrats in, Pennsylvania or in the city of Philadelphia will react to yep. this because we haven't heard anything from them. Yep. But to me, this is the way to go and put pressure on a, a community who, by the way, this is what happened. This is the situation we create when we allow illegal folks yep. because the vast majority are not violent. 
but this tees them up to become victims of this kind of character within their own community. I was actually texting with Alejandro Mayorkas over the weekend, and he said, no, there's still not a crisis. At the <laughs> but he said that could change at any moment. That's good. So, That's good. 855-839-1210. <laughs> if you would like to jump in on the conversation, 855-839-1210. We'll come back, wrap up the 6 o'clock hour. Interesting weekend for Donald Trump in college football country. We'll explain on the other side. Nick, Don, and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Innovation refunds. Do you know about it? <clears throat> if you're a small business owner with and you've had five or more full-time W-2 employees for parts of 2020 as well as 2021, you need to learn more about your ERC. That's the Employee Retention Credit Eligibility just visit innovationrefunds.com. You can always call 1-843-REFUNDS, 1-843-REFUNDS, and talk with a team member of Innovation Refunds. So what business um, What business has Innovation Refunds helped? Well, Bill Goodman is one of the owners of Ford and Goodman. This is an accounting firm in Richardson, Texas, okay? And Bill's a CPA. He didn't think his business would qualify until he was able to talk with an innovation refunds specialist. So here's the case of even a CPA like Bill understood how different filings for an ERC claim is from doing regular income taxes. And that's why you need the specialty, the specialty of innovation refunds. This is their skill set, right? Their skill set. Innovationrefunds.com, 1-843-REFUNDS. And they'll help you determine your eligibility. There is no upfront charge here, so you have nothing to lose. They don't get paid until you get paid. Innovation Refunds does not provide any tax or legal advice. They're going to work with that independent network of tax professionals, and then they'll share the information with them to evaluate and then process your claims. In other words, help you weave and cut through all the bureaucracy Again, this is their skill set, and they're going to help you. Of course, terms and conditions apply, but get a hold of Innovation Refunds today, 1-843-REFUNDS, innovationrefunds.com. Tell them Dawn sent you. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Loaded cut sheet coming up in just under an hour. Joe Biden says he's got to go to bed. Kamala Harris doing some weird grandma dance at the White House over the weekend. You'll hear from her. Fauci makes the uh, cut sheet as well. And we bid adieu and a farewell to one of Stocker's favorites of the cut sheet on a Monday. The great Chuck Todd. Ah, yes. (laughs) He signed off. Oh, poor guy. He will be sorely missed throughout the Sunday shows. Uh, A lot of good stuff as we continue this weekend, Uh, but just wrapping up the hour uh, on a quick story here. Um, I thought it was very interesting, and I watched a lot of football over the weekend, and on Saturday was a big college football day, but um, where politics and sports collided, Donald Trump and and other Republicans were at the Iowa-Iowa State college football game on Saturday. Uh, Ron DeSantis was there as well. And it was so funny because there was all this reaction and fanfare for Trump, whether it's cheers or boos. 
And then you had DeSantis, and I saw a picture of him on Twitter. DeSantis is sitting in the bleachers at the Iowa-Iowa State game, and he's wearing, like, and I don't know what the temperature was, but it had to be in the 80s, if not the 90s. And DeSantis is once again wearing those uh, weird vests that he likes to wear over his flannel shirt or his button-up dress shirt. And I, I guess the running joke now in the pro-Trump, anti-DeSantis camp is that Ron apparently has um, sizable man boobs. And that's uh, apparently a thing <laughs> that people <clears throat> are pointing we, out. Oh my yeah, God. Uh, and it's it's just wild. And and then on the Trump front, there was a video of Trump showing up, and there there was many different things that Trump did at the Iowa Iowa State game. But one of the bigger uh, pro Trump Twitter feeds, which is uh, Donaldo Trumpo, apparently is now accused of altering the audio because there are some videos in which Trump was cheered. Big time. And then there's an, another video or two that's circulating in which he was booed. And then this guy is being accused of altering the audio on social media, which I found interesting because I saw a variety of videos. Trump showed up at like a frat house in Iowa. Yeah. And you have like these like, 35 frat guys going nuts sitting yeah, yeah. in their frat house. Yeah. And then Trump's out grilling burgers at a tailgate. People yep. are loving it. They show him entering the stadium on the grounds of the stadium. Places going nuts. But then when he walks into the stadium, he's booed by a lot of people. So it's kind of like, take your choice. People see what they want to see. They hear what they want to hear. Sometimes you can highlight the boos. Other times you can highlight the cheers. But one of the bigger pro-Trump Twitter feeds over the weekend accused of uh, doctoring and manipulating, which I thought was interesting. But still to this day, I'm thinking, and I was thinking about it on Saturday, like if Joe Biden showed up at a college game, like if Joe showed up at Penn State, Delaware, to see his, uh, his squad, the Fighting Bidens, you think the place would go nuts for him? My guess is no, but that's just a hunch. All right, 855-839-1210. we got to get out of here. First hour is in the books. We'll come back, kick off hour number two next. Dawn has some news. And then also the ground swelling and the movement to block Trump and remove him from the ballot. He's That's actually a thing in four different states. We'll give you the details on the other side. Hour two, Kale and Company next. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.